The Ponch Stevenson Show. PonchStevenson.com. Episode 207. Friday, November 23rd, 2012. Welcome to the Ponch Stevenson Show. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 207. I am Rob, you are Greg. Hello! And this is the Paunch Stevenson Show, seven-year anniversary special, part two. Part two. Part two. The continuation. The yep. Paunch Stevening. Stevenson. What? <laughs> Wait, hold on. How redo. are you talking about? The, the Paunch Stevensoning. Okay. Like Highlander 2, the quickening. Oh, God. No. Never mind. All right, never mind. Yeah, so more celebrities. Yeah, celebrity extravaganza. Extravaganza. So on October the 22nd, 2012. Finally! It's the big one. How long has it been? 25 years? Since what? That we've you've wanted to meet him? Uh, who did I meet? Oh my god. Ah! <laughs> Wait, never mind. I didn't know... Help! <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking about. No, it's been... Alright, so... I have been listening to this person's music for 24 years. Wow. I've been a very big fan. And you and I finally met him. Yes. In person. Yes. We got to talk to him. Yes. For a minute. Yes. We got to get a, a several Pictures, photos with him. Signed stuff. Uh, some audio. Yes, yes, yeah, autographs, everything. Who is it? The legendary, the one and only, Weird Al. Yes! Weird Al Yankovic. Frank, Weird Al's on the plane.
she then forget to leave a tip. Up, yes. Up close and personal. Yes. And it was at the... Finally. Yeah, it was at Barnes & Noble in Paramus, New Jersey. And you got there a few minutes before I did, and uh, it was on the second floor. They have this this uh, room with chairs set up. And, you know, someone like Weird Al... He's very, very popular. So I was expecting this place to be completely mobbed. <laughs> I was expecting it to be a disaster. And I got there. And I, I know you and I were a little early. But, you know, there actually weren't that many people there. We got to go in the room. We got a seat. Now, you know, an hour or two later, yes, that you know, then there were a lot more people yeah. who had to wait in line and go down the stairs and out the door. But I don't know. I just, like... These things are weird because you never know, like, am I going to show up and there's going to be a line out the door? There's going to be people camping out there for three nights? Or am I going to show up and there's going to be, like, two people online? You never know. Well, it's hard to predict these things. I had went, I had gone there the Friday before. This was on a Monday. And I went to the store because it's near where I work. I went there the Friday before and I bought. He came out with a new book. It's called Weird Al the Book. Yeah. Big paperback book. I mean, a hardcover book. So I bought the book. And I asked him, I'm like, well, you know, uh, I know Weird Al's coming. I want to get it signed. Like, is he going to be signing only the book? Is he taking pictures? And they were like, they're like, he will sign the book and one piece of memorabilia for every book that you have. I'm like, <laughs> excellent. Yeah. And they're like, he will take pictures. I'm like, that is incredible. That's all I asked for. And I figure that because it's weird Al, you know, he's he's a he's like a regular guy. He, he doesn't care about that. It's like when I met Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary was taking pictures, Jesse Ventura was taking pictures, signing everything, you know, talking to people. They didn't care. Yeah. Well that's, that's how the it, other th- that's how it should be. Yes. And that's the other thing. If, 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 when you start, go, like in this Barnes & Noble here, because I've, I've gone to some other things they've had there, because they have the big room where people could sit down, they're a little bit more lenient with, you know, having people take pictures and, and, and this and that. And, and it's not like a conveyor belt. You know, got to get them out of here. Got to get them out of here. You know, um, so that was really cool. So I think I got there at like 530 and he was supposed to start at 7. Because I came right from work. Yeah. And there was literally about 10 people in line. Good so for now us. I, yeah, so I would have been in the front row for this whole thing, except you weren't there yet. Oh, I know. I took a few extra minutes. Yeah, about another half an hour or so. <laughs> I was still early. No, yeah, it was still early. So I kept like waiting, letting people in front of me because I want you know, so I could sit next to you or whatever. But I did get a good seat right at the end of the row so that we could take, like, video of Weird Al when he sat down at the desk and and all that. So Weird Al comes in. He's wearing, like, one of his kind of, like, Hawaiian shirts with this, like, trench coat, which, strangely, he never took off. (laughs) 
I think it was and, part of it was it was sort of like like he wasn't wearing a suit, but it was kind of like the equivalent of a suit jacket. All right. Well, he was in New York, I guess, earlier because I saw on Twitter that Scott Bayo took like met him in New York and took pictures with him. Oh, Scott Bayo. Yeah. What about Willie Ames? No. Come on. So he so always gets left down. down. And all of a sudden, he sits down and people start singing happy birthday. Yes. I didn't realize his birthday was the next day. Uh, Yeah, dude, well, I, yeah, I didn't either. But <laughs> I'm like, why are they singing happy birthday? And he's like, oh, thank you, thank you. So there, there he is, Weird Al. So got some video of him sitting there. And um, so I went to that. I was t- saying before that I went to that. I forget the name of the place. In Elmo Park, this like this like old like. This place was like a like a rat's nest. <laughs> this this, vi- this store that sold like vinyl. It was like the only place in the area that I could find that still had vinyl records. Because I wanted them to sign the cover. And unfortunately, the only Weird Al album they had was Polka Party. I think it's a good album. Yeah, it's fine, but he hates it, Weird Al. Yeah, you know, well, he, yeah. You know, there's some issue with him and the publisher, or Scotty Brothers, or whatever, so... Well, that was one of the times where his record label forced him yeah. to uh, put out... But, you know, like Scotty Brothers, I mean, who knows... Who has ever heard of the record label Scotty Brothers? Nobody. Nobody. I mean, all they have is like Weird Al. Right. So they had all these other acts. They, they, you know, they didn't make the label any money. He was the only one making them money. So they would be like, "So uh, you're gonna, you're gonna put out another album this year, right?" And he's like, uh, I, "I guess if you want." And then me after to. that, after that, then all of a sudden, the only thing they would put out would be these. They kept putting out greatest hits. I know. Every year, new greatest hits, and he was furious. Well, they wanted to make money. Anyway, so that was unfortunately the only one I could find, and the, and the the outer like cellophane was still on it, and it had stickers from Crazy Eddie. Yeah. His prices, prices are insane. Yes. So we had that. I had a CD, uh, a jewel case insert from the first ever CD I ever bought, which was like a greatest hits Weird Al CD from like twenty years ago or so. Um, I had that. And so I just had you get him to sign the the uh, album. Um, so yeah, so we're waiting in line. We go up to talk to him. I had my recorder. You had your recorder. The video camera. Yeah. The whole nine yards. We were we prepared. Got a, yes, got a picture with him. A couple of pictures, in fact. Um, and I got the bumper. Yes. I walked up there first. I was like. Yeah, Weird Al, it's great to meet you. And he was, he like almost jumped out of his chair. He was like, hey, how's it going? And, um, and then I'm like, hey, you know, this is when I show him the CD thing. I'm like, this is from the first, this is the first CD I ever bought like 20 something years ago. He's like, wow, really? That, that's amazing. 
and he signs it and then you know he signed the book and it was taking him forever to sign every book even though he wasn't writing that much in it i don't know why um so then yeah then i got the picture with him. oh so then i was like hey can you do me a favor me and my friend have this podcast and can he's like okay and i'm like can you just do like hey this is a weird al you're listening to the paunch stevenson show and he got the pronunciation like right away. He's like, okay, Punch Stevenson, yeah. And so then he did it. So you're going to play the audio? Yes. All right. It came out like really, really well. I don't know if you listened to it. I did, yeah. It came like he was like, his was like really, like really clear when he said it. Time's like a million. Okay, Greg. I can do that. Hey, Weird Al, this is great to finally meet you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. This is actually the first CD I ever bought something years ago. Weird Al. I was wondering if you could do a real quick favor. Sure. My friend and I have a podcast. I wonder if you could just do like a, hey, this is Weird Al thing for us. Sure. All you have to say is, uh, hey, this is Weird Al, and you're listening to the Paunch Stevenson Show. The Paunch Stevenson? Okay. got it right. Hello, this is Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to the Paunch Stevenson Show. Awesome. Thanks, <laughs> man. Now, here's the thing. As much as I'm a longtime Weird Al fan, and I still am, yeah. I like Weird Al. He's good. But he's another guy that, like, I always see him on TV. I see him on the live DVD. I see him, you know, in his movies and, and everything on, on the internet. And he's this very, you know, energetic, like, crazy, yeah. zany guy. And so, you know, in, in interviews, old interviews, new interviews, everything. So then in person, I was expecting, like, this really energetic, zany guy. Like, hey, it's Weird Al, and I'm going to do something... <laughs> And he was just like very quiet and like, oh, hey, oh, you're a fan. Thanks. That's cool. And I'm like, you know, come on. Like, where's the crazy zany guy? Yeah, but, but I guess, the thing is. I guess like you said, he turns it on. Yeah. Well, how can you possibly live your entire life like that? I don't, that's what I thought. Like a I don't maniac. Know. Like Richard Simmons, he does it. Well, yeah. Well, he's a maniac. Anyway, so... um. So that I, you know, that was great. I got the picture with him, and then it was your turn. <laughs> and I, so I listened to the audio, and all right, so go ahead with what you said with him. Well, just well, you had get because you could get the book signed. Each person could get the book signed plus one other thing. Yeah. So you had your CD and your record album. So you gave me the record album, so this way you get your book and the CD cover, and I get my book and your record album signed. So I had the Polka Party album, I gave it to Weird Al, and the whole time I kept thinking, like, come on, what's, like, this is my one chance to meet Weird Al, what's something clever and silly that I could say to him? And I kept trying to think, and I'm asking you, and we're brainstorming. So I get up there and I, I hand him Polka Party and I say, will you sign the greatest work of our time? No, no, I said, will you sign one of the greatest works of our time? Yeah. And without missing a beat, he just looked at me and said, sure, where is it? Yeah. No, no, no. He was like, sure, where is it? Like, really, he was excited. 
<laughs> no, and but then that, you showed him that. But that was the joke. <laughs> and I, you showed him that, and he was like, oh, this, huh? <laughs> no, no, no. It's the other way around. I showed him Polka Party, and then I said, will you sign one of the greatest works of our time? Yeah. And the joke was, he said, sure, where is it? Oh, I thought. Oh, I thought you hadn't given it to him yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man. So this. So he had the joke then. Well, we both did. Yes. Well, you set him up. I, yeah, I set him up, and he line. knocked it out of the park. <laughs> because then, when I was listening to it, it's it, like he was like he was like ah oh, yeah this thing, <laughs> and it seemed like he was annoyed. Well, he did recognize the Crazy Eddie sticker on the yes, cellophane. And you were like, the, yeah, his prices are insane. <laughs> How you doing? Nice, nice to meet you. You too? <clears throat> Would you mind signing the greatest work of our time? <laughs> Where is it? Uh, the vinyl even, my goodness. <laughs> Long time fan. Crazy Eddie's not. <laughs> his prices were insane. I yeah. Can I get a picture? Of course. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Um, but yeah, look, Weird Al is a great guy. He was very accommodating to everyone. Yes. Like I said, he had, you know, like the, the banter between us and, and he let us take multiple pictures. He did the bumper for the podcast. So yeah. you know, I wish I everyone... Mean, he was Huh? He was very lively. You were complaining, oh, he seemed like he was tired or something. I'm like, what? He seemed very, like, very mellow and tired or soft-spoken. I mean, the, 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 the woman that, the girl that was in front of me, like, asked him for a hug, and he practically, like, bear-hugged her. <laughs> but you anyway. Um, so that, but then the other thing was, while we were sitting there waiting, um, you know, waiting in line there, we were sitting in the chairs, some, this crazy-looking woman, like, two down from us, was watching him with a telescope. <laughs> it was like one of those like telescopic lenses you put on a gun. <laughs> you know, or like, you know, like some like the 1800s like uh, sea captain's uh, telescope. Like, arr, there be wheeled out. But we were only a few rows back. We were, we couldn't have been more than 20 feet away. <laughs> It didn't make any... Listen, there were a lot of nice, normal-looking people there, but there were also... I guess oh, this goes boy. for all the book signings, but there were a lot of no. wackos there. Yeah, there there are always wackos at the book signings. I had to listen to one guy. I mean, this guy was... I don't know, he was autistic or something in the Olivia Munn thing, but I had to listen to him for like three hours just going on and on. He wouldn't shut up. Um... Yeah, there were some crazies there. There's no question. Oh, and the other thing was we 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 found some Hawaiian shirts, sort of. Well, you did. Oh, I did. Yeah, and then we wore them when we, when we took the picture, which I thought was nice. And yes. we met, yes, Brian Jude in New Jersey yes. there. Yes, the Brian so Jude show. Brian fan, in New Jersey. Yes. Yeah, he's another longtime fan. Yes. Um. Yeah. That that was cool. Um. Yeah, it was a great. I had a great time. I, I think that that store does it very, very well. Um, it's unfortunately they don't get that many people there for some reason, but I thought that they that they did it very well. So I don't know if you had a chance to read his book. Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, I did. Um, 
well, some it's, interesting. It's, it's mainly photographs. Yeah, which I love. Yeah, there's some stuff written in there. Um, I thought you know, it's, it's very good. Like, yeah, it's like a weird album. Goofy. He wrote a lot of the captions, like goofy captions and and stuff like that. And um, some of the tidbits I got from it were some of the you you know the uh, um, would you believe a weird Al that um, when he was going to he was going to do an either an album or a song based on Michael Jackson's Black or White. This was after UHF had failed and all that. And he was going to do it. He was going to call it Snack All Night. And Michael Jackson denied him, saying, I, you know, uh, I don't want you to, to, to mess up the, the message I'm trying to send with this black or white and this and that. And Weird Al always said that he was so grateful that later on that he did it because he didn't. he thought like it would have been in such... Like it would have just really seemed lame that oh, he's just... Now he's just... He's just satiring Michael Jackson again, you know. Uh, same <laughs> right. old. Uh, he's, he's like the Michael one Jackson trick pony. guy. Yeah. <laughs> so instead, he did "Smells Like Nirvana." Right. Which is interesting because I was asking you the other day. I was like, you know, how come you you were into Nirvana? You were really into Nirvana, and you said one of the reasons was the Weird Al parody. Yeah, I had never... Before his album Off the Deep End came out in 1992, I didn't know about Nirvana. Yeah. So I, I, you know, growing up, I found out about a lot of different music actually from Weird Al's albums. You know, either, like, I, I would hear a parody and it's funny, and then I would read the liner notes inside the cassette tape and I'd be like oh wait who wrote this and this is you know and then like one thing would lead to another and I would find out oh this was actually originally this song and yeah. and so I, I I learned a lot that, it sounds stupid but I actually learned a lot from his albums the other thing is that um, uh, Weird Al's song uh, I Lost on Jeopardy which was a parody of the song I think Jeopardy I think that was the song wasn't it yeah yeah My Love's in Jeopardy alright Greg Kinn. Yeah, so he did that, and that song was so popular amongst people that, and he did, he did a music. The other great thing about Weird Al back then was he was always on MTV because he always had these crazy videos. Yeah. And whenever they did the videos, they always they would get like the same extras and actors and sets right. that the originals used. It was amazing. And so he did this crazy video for I Lost on Jeopardy, and it was so popular that like Merv Griffin brought Jeopardy back with Alex <laughs> the, Trebek. The game show, yeah. Yes. You know, it, it, because it was, you know, that song was so pop popular. I was there to match my intellect on national TV against a plumber oh, and an architect both with Right, I, I, 
the other thing is, you know, Weird Al was in that CBS, like, Saturday morning show in the early 90s, which kind of failed. The Weird Al show. Yeah, and he talks about a lot about how CBS was horrible and nah. they wouldn't let him do anything and, you know, they were a disaster. Yeah. Uh, but actually, the, you know, the set designer for that show was the same guy who did the Pee Wee's Playhouse set. Really? Yeah, well, yeah. Yes. I mean, it, 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 it had that same quirky uh, yeah. feel to it or look to it. It had the same, uh, the, the, the same aesthetic. Yeah. Aesthetic, whatever. Yeah. So Weird Al. Yes. In the flesh. Add him to the list. That's one of the big ones. I gotta think. Yeah, that was that us. was very. Big. I mean, look. Um, again, episode two hundred when we we had uh, Esteban on the show from Please Save Me Robots One of the things I talked about was growing up, and and you know we're watching the Transformers cartoon, we're reading the Transformers comic books, or or any comic book, any cartoon. Any music, any movies, and it's like, you know, wow, those people, you know, make these things, and and, and it was like this very mysterious thing, and 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 I I told Esteban, I said, never in my life would I ever imagine that you know, twenty years from now, when I'm an adult, I'm going to be meeting all of the people who are making these things that I enjoy so much, and now, you know, the it it. The same thing goes for Weird Al. Like I, you know, I spent so many years listening to his tapes and CDs and watching his videos and everything. It's like, you know, as much as I'm enjoying them, I'm never thinking to myself, you know, you know, hey, one day I'm gonna meet Weird Al. But then, all these years later, it's like, my, I, I met Weird Al. Yeah. You know, we're meeting. You know, well, maybe not us, but Esteban's meeting voice actors and and comic book artists. Well, and, yeah, and I guess in a sense, it is kind of unfortunate that we didn't get to meet him like as kids. <laughs> you know, when we were like really, really like big into it or something like that. But you know, it's just it's, the, the the stuff didn't seem to happen then. No, it's just it it amazes me that. Like I said, for all these years, I've been enjoying all these different things. And as a child, you know, I'm sitting there watching a cartoon and, you know, I don't know who's doing the voices. I don't know who's drawing the pictures and making the names. And and now, how many years later, we're talking to the guy who created all the names. We're talking to the guy, you know, we, we, we know who's doing the voices and we... It's just amazing to me, you know, or like Weird Al. It's like you know, I get to meet Weird Al and have a little well, uh, mini conversation with him. Well, and again, it goes back to why are we still doing this show? <laughs> and this is one of the reasons <laughs> to to give us an excuse yeah, to meet gives, all of these people. Gives us an excuse. Um, yeah. So that was. So, um, after Weird Al. So then next, um, there was the Chiller Theater. In New Jersey. Yes, Parsippany, New Jersey. This is, um, it started out, I think over in Sea Caucus. It started out as this like horror kind of B-movie convention where a lot of like goth and kind of like uh, metal 
like fans would show up and burnouts. They yeah, burnouts. They get all these like um these like has been like actors from like um you know, like old horror movies I'd never heard of and all that. And I guess over the last like three or four years they've expanded a little bit in the sense that they've gotten like actual celebrities. Yeah. You know, or at least people not just from horror. Right, right, right. It's the same thing that happened to Comic-Con. It started out as focused on comic right. books, but now, over the years, it's evolved into everything. Yeah, so, um, chill with you. Now, in the past, I've wanted to go. But, for some reason, I was under this impression, because this is the problem. I was asking people, like, reading stuff on the internet in the past, and these people had, were all like, Oh, that place stinks! <laughs> Don't go there! Uh, you can't even talk to any of the people. You can't take pictures. Blah, blah, blah. And so, recently I started asking people, like, hey, do you... And the people like, oh, yeah, we love going there. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try it. What the hell? One of the main reasons I was going to go was Tom Wopat was there, who I have met before. Dukes of Hazard. Yes. But because, as I explained in one of the early episodes, I had met John Schneider... Also from the Dukes of Hazard, in episode 202, I met him for the first time, and I got him to sign, like, three or four things. I was like, I want to get Tom Wopat to sign some of this stuff, too. I have both of them on there. So that was one of my major motivations. There were some other people I wanted to meet there, too. So I bought, like, some DVDs and this and that and brought with me and convinced you to go. Yes. Only, I think, because... <laughs> Of all the celebrities that were listed, Screech was going to be there. Well, how could I pass that up? Of all the people that get you to go with Screech. Dustin Diamond. Well, plus the fact that the price to get into the... Like you were telling with Comic-Con, mm. as much as maybe I would go one time just to check it out, it's very expensive. The... the, the, the the ticket alone is like what sixty dollars or something. No, it was like thirty five. All right, thirty five dollars. But then you have to wait in line to meet each person, and each person charges money. Yes. And it's like, you know, by the time I would leave the place, not only would I be so angry from the the the, the crazy crowds of people, yeah. you know, I, I I won't have a bank account left. Well, yeah, and in Comic Con they charge you like forty fifty dollars for the autograph. And another $40, $50 for a picture. It's ridiculous. And the picture is with the stupid Sears background portrait studio looking nonsense. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Which I but, hate. But the Chiller Theater, yeah, uh, you know, it seemed a little bit more small scale. It seemed well, a little bit more affordable. The celebrities were not as, they weren't like big, big names, a lot of them. Some of them were. A lot of them were not. And the other thing was, even if they charge you like $20 for an autograph, they would charge you like $10 for a picture. Or they, or you could get both yeah. for like the same amount. Yeah. So, you know, we wound up getting, a, you know, we took a lot of the pictures with the two of us in it. So, which was good. Yeah. Yeah, the, the celebrities there, they weren't very strict. It was like... You know, they they would like each table would have a sign that's like you know twenty dollars for a picture or or fifteen dollars for a picture. Yeah, 
And then we would get up there and it's like, okay, here's $20. And, and like you would go up to, to get the picture with the person and, and the person would be like, oh, well, aren't you going to get in the picture too? And be like, yeah. all right, hey, I might as well. You're not going to charge me. No. And yeah, so like, you know, I knew that they, you know, even like, like for example, we went to Tom, well, we actually went to Screech first, but when we went to, up to Tom Wolpat, I was like, hey, Tom, you know, I met John, you know, I want, can you sign this? And he signed something. He's like, well, what else you got there? I was like, oh, I got some of this other stuff that John signed. He's like, yeah, all right, I'll sign that too. <laughs> I'm like, oh, for for one one price. He's like, yeah, yeah, come on. Very accommodating. Yes, most of them were. Yeah. Um. And you know, so that was, and they were all very friendly, and it just seemed like like several of the people. It seemed like if there wasn't a line. And there, you know, and there wasn't a lot of people around. They would have sat, stood there, and talked to us for like twenty minutes. And you know, it was a really cool. So anyway, the first person, we well, here's the thing. I did a little research, and I was looking on the Facebook page of this thing, and I was seeing that people were waiting like two hours to buy tickets. So I'm like, I know this cannot happen. So I drove up there. We went there on a Saturday afternoon. I drove up there the night before. And I walked right in and just bought the tickets. I'm like, I'm buying this. I'm not waiting in the line. And, and basically, so when we showed up on Saturday, there was a line of like 200 people waiting to get tickets. Yeah. We just walked right in, walked down the hall, got a wristband, and we were in. Which I appreciate. Yeah. Now, the other thing was it was $25 to get in for the one day. But had we done it beforehand, it would have only been 20 Oh, really? Yeah, if I if we had done it like a couple of weeks before and gotten the tickets in the mail, it would only have been $20. Well, still $25. And that's, yeah. that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, so, um, you know, we went there. We go in, a lot of burnouts. And... The other one of the problems was there they had a they had a brochure that had like the people where they were. It was very confusing. And Dustin Diamond Screech was added at the last minute. And we got in there at about eleven AM. And I don't know, for some reason Well here the the problem was we were looking there. They had like in this hotel, the way it was situated, the all the big celebrities were in this like lobby area. And you had to wait in line to get in there. Yeah. A long line. Yes. But it moved pretty fast. And once you got in, you could hit every celebrity in like two seconds. There weren't long lines for each person. Right. For the most part. Except Danny Glover. He was there. His line was a little bit long, but it didn't take that long. So we're like, you know what? Let's just go and see where Screech is because he was in another room. And it was, it was, this was, here's a case where Paunch Goodluck. Yeah. In a I sense, guess. because, well, it was, because it was around 11 a.m. And we went into the Screech thing because, for some reason, he was leaving at 12. <laughs> so if we waited, well, we, we would have missed him. He said he had a, uh, I forget, what did he say? He had to, something to do or. I don't know. He had to get on a plane. And this guy, like, you know how usually we complain about the conveyor belt? Yeah. Where it's like, you know, Dan Aykroyd or Pete <laughs> yeah. Townsend, they're, they're just shuffling us through. Yeah. Nobody. This guy, there was nobody there. He wouldn't shut up. 
Ah! And it's not even like, it's not even like, alright, he's Dustin Diamond, he's telling us yeah. all this, all this interesting behind the scenes stuff of Saved by the Bell. No, he's just telling us, just, like, nonsense. Well, the other thing was, he was sitting next to Ian Ziering from what? 90210. Yeah. He was a very nice guy. He had no line. Oh, there was nobody there for him. Well, they had them in this area <laughs> with, like, all this goth stuff. And there was, like, some has-been wrestlers. Brutus the Barber Beefcake was in there. And it was, like... Greg the Hammer Valentine. John Wayne Bobbitt. Oh. Who was a real creep. And, uh, by the way, as we, as we... After we left the Screech thing, like, we walked past and John Wayne Bobbitt, like, practically, like, wanted to, like, grab onto us and, like, get us to, to like, talk to him and, and pay him. But we're like, no, we'll get, get out of here. Well, he heard... He must have heard me ask Dustin Diamond if we could talk to him for a few minutes for the podcast and he yeah. said no i have somewhere to go yeah, yeah so he must so john wayne bob must have heard that and then so we walk away and he's like oh hey guys you were and just like no no <laughs> like keep walking <laughs> like don't even make eye contact just <laughs> um I mean, he had pictures of his you know his genitalia <laughs> severed well yeah his, his... And he was autographing his mauled privates. <laughs> this like fake knife with blood on it. What an idiot! Come on, like. What? Anyway, on. so anyway, so there's Dustin Diamond with his stupid beard. And, and yeah, he doesn't show. What an! I, if I had to talk to this guy for more than twenty minutes, I mean, he wouldn't shut up. I know. So anyway, the problem was you you at first you asked him at first. He's like, no, no, no. So then. We didn't turn the recorder on. Because I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know he was going to... So then he was talking to us for like 15 minutes. We walked up to his little table. There was no one online. We gave him the money. We got the picture. Yeah. Then I said, all right, before we walk away, let me just ask him, can we ask you a few questions for the podcast? He said, no, I have somewhere to go. And I figured that's that. And we're going to yeah. walk away and we're going to see who else is here. But no. After telling me, no, I can't give you a few minutes for the podcast, I have somewhere to go, he then proceeds to babble for 15 minutes about nothing. Well, he... And I should have well, turned on the recorder. He What he did was he took my program and he was trying to tell me how that if you write the word team in bubble letters, there really is an I in team. It made no sense. And I guess there is, but whatever. No, it's it's stupid and then so i actually i turned my recorder on i think and i got him telling us this stupid bar joke you gotta wait between each you gotta wait till I to make it to make it fair for me too so you casually drink when he slams the shot back and you just casually sip the second one he pounds it back and you casually sip it the second you're done, you take your first glass, turn it upside down, over the third one, and then drink your third one at least. You can't touch each other's glasses is the final rule. So the, the full bet is, I can drink three three pints of beer quicker than you can drink three shots. The only rule is you got to wait per drink, so one one and one to make it fair, and you can't touch my glass and I can't touch your glasses. There's no no touching of each other's glasses. So you just drink your first one. He drinks his first one, and if you want, you can just take your first glass, turn it upside down over his second or third, and he can't touch your glass. Now he can't drink that. You drink yours, please, and he bought them. Yeah. Trick him into buying you three beers. Uh, 
to remember that. It works. <laughs> well, thanks for the tip. Yep. And if the guy if the guy gets aggressive with it, you just gotta stab him with an olive cork. You gotta remember that. And run. It's key. And run. That's Jersey rule. Right. Right. No. If you stab him, you don't. Have, he has to run. You've got the stabbing implement. <laughs> Let's see what's another phone. Yeah, I find a pencil works good too because no one wants lead poisoning and a puncture wound. True. Yeah. Tip from Dustin Diamond. Spread the love. Which also made no sense, but. So anyway, so you were asking me, he's like, he's like, well, the best place to get in touch with me is Twitter. So send him a Twitter tweet. We can get him on the show. All right. I don't know how. It's going to be a long episode. Yeah, well, we're not going to be able to say anything. <laughs> Bit of Dustin Diamond hour. <laughs> but no, he, he was a nice guy. He was very cordial. Just, but I wanted to. Add, the reason I asked him, if, if, you know, if we could record for a few minutes, is because I yeah. wanted to ask him about uh, Dennis Haskins and tell him, yeah. you know, like we met Dennis Haskins and he promised to call us and he never did. <laughs> now we actually had an observation while we were walking out. Now we'll play this later. There's observations we had at the end of the day uh, about how we could better interview these people. So stay tuned. It's kind of a res revelation. But yeah, we could have talked to him for like 20 minutes. And, and just, even though he said he had to leave. Un I mean, unofficially. Yes. But there was no one there. There wasn't anybody waiting in line. I know. Whatever. So, All right, so, I mean, so we met him. We got our picture with him. And uh, and then who was next? So then we waited in the main line. Yeah, then we waited in the main line. For about an hour. And we didn't realize that if you had gotten in the Danny Glover line, which I wanted to anyway, and just paid to get his picture or whatever autograph, once you did that, then you could just walk in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would have saved us like half an hour. But anyway, so we went in the main line. Now, now wait, now let me just mention this other thing. Ugh. Um... They were also they were selling the $25 regular ticket. The place opens at 11. We got there at 11. They were also selling an early bird ticket for I think $35. Or it, it was, was like yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like 30 yeah. or $35 yeah. and you get to come in. If you have that early bird ticket, you get to come in at 10 an hour before everyone else. You get to beat the lines. Well, guess what? It's <laughs> Nobody a good was thing. there. Yeah, it's a good thing we didn't buy the early bird ticket. Because the, the people who did buy the early bird ticket were complaining that we got here at 10 o'clock. None of the celebrities had shown up yet. I know. They were still... Like, we're, while we were waiting in the line, we were by the coffee. And I kept pointing out to you these obscure celebrities who were just, like, coming down from the hotel, I guess. And, and getting coffee because they were late. So, anyway. So, we got in the main anyway, line. Anyway, yeah. So, then we go in there. So, I think the first person we got was Tom Wopat. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, so we got a little bit of audio with him. Yeah. Um, he seemed, I don't know, he seemed very, like he was, but he was friendly and all, but it's, he seemed like he was, have, had something going on because he kept like talking on the phone and. Yeah, he seemed distracted. Yeah, he was a little distracted very by nice, something. Very nice, yes. very uh, accommodating, but uh, there was something distracting him. I'm gonna take the picture. All right, all right. Thank you. 
How's it been today? Um, nim, nim, nim. I know. Uh, you know, all right. They got a little traffic problem here. There you go. Mr. Wolfhat, thank you. My pleasure, brother. Nice meeting. All right. Nice to see you again, Greg. Thank you. I gotta give uh, majors a pile of shit. <laughs> and then some guy took the picture and you said it came out fuzzy. Yeah, the guy didn't, uh, he, he took it out of focus, but whatever. It yeah. was very nice. So um, we met him uh, briefly. Uh, let's see, who else did we meet? Um, Andrew McCarthy. We met Andrew McCarthy was from next. Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, and uh, Mannequin. Yes, one of the mannequins, I think the first one. Um, and uh, Pretty in Pink and all that. Uh, very nice guy. Very, very nice. Now, very nice guy. here's very a guy. thin guy. Very thin, yeah. Now, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just remembering it wrong. But I, I thought that his movies in the 1980s, I thought he played kind of like like the cool, jerky guy. Yeah. But, but in, So I was expecting him to be kind of like <laughs> jerky or like have an attitude or an ego or something. He was like totally laid back and like, hey yeah. man, how? Hey, come on, get in the picture, thank you, man. Yeah, thank what you, you, thank you. Yeah, he's like just so open and appreciative so, and soft spoken. So I got a DVD of Weekend at Bernie's too, <laughs> with him and Jonathan Silverman. It is like universally panned, <laughs> but I loved it. I was hilarious. Come on. Uh, so I got him to sign that, and I was like, yeah, I love this movie. He's like, oh, you're the one. Yeah. Yeah, we joked about that for a second, then we got a picture with him, whatever. We'll play the audio from that. I love the second series. Do you really? Hilarious. You're the one. Okay. Who's your team? Sound shocked. Yeah. How's he Greg? Greg. How you doing? Yeah, I don't know. I just found it really funny. You were really funny. Oh, thanks. It's certainly very stupid, isn't it? You look good. Thanks, guys. Do you want to take a photo? Yeah. If you don't mind. Yeah, no, it looks good. Thank you. Mr. McCarthy, nice meeting you. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Uh, Who's next? Samantha Fox. Yes. Number three. Samantha Fox, British uh, pop music star from the uh, from the eighties and nineties, I guess. Um, and, and today, uh, yes. So uh, she was there. Animal, and I mean, you're more of a fan than me. Animal rights activist. Yes. Um, but anyway, you're, you're you're more of a fan than me. But um, and she looked great for, you know. She's in her early 40s. Yeah, 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 I, I, I guess so. And um, so we waited in the line there, and I think all we did was pay for a picture. Yeah, I don't, think we got yeah, I, don't I don't care about the autograph. I want the picture. I want proof. Yeah. Oh, 
Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for coming. It was really great. Uh, <laughs> I have a quick question. I have to ask my friend Greg and I do a pop culture podcast. Do you have any free time today, five minutes, that we can just ask you a couple questions for the podcast? I mean, the easiest or time. Are you crazy? Well, last year we were. I reckon the easiest time to come is probably. Uh, I can't buy. I'm <laughs> standing next to somebody. Uh, watch the queue, and when it starts going down a little bit, then zip over and we'll do it. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. No I'll be back. Hey, so uh, we both got in the picture and all that. Um, and so then you asked her if you could interview her on the podcast. And she said yes. Now it's strange. Why didn't it didn't? It just occurred to me. Why didn't we ask anybody else, other than Dustin Diamond? Because, <laughs> because I think the other people had had like. I just feel like I, I felt like their lines were too long. Yeah. Or I felt like I mean, like Andrew McCarthy probably would have done it. I'm sure he would have. But, but again, like I just had this idea in my mind that he would have been this very intimidating guy. So I just. I just went in with that with that prejudice. Yeah. Uh, I guess in, in hindsight, we probably should, we should have asked him at least. But anyway, yeah. um, so she said yes, and you know we had to wait until later when her uh, line uh, broke up. So then uh, I went uh, along with some other people, emptying my wallet. <laughs> Frank um, Vincent. Frank Vincent, the, uh, the who plays all the mobsters, like in Goodfellas and Sopranos and Casino. So I met him, and so I told him where we were from, Belleville, New Jersey. I could barely I, hear him speak. Yeah, he talks. He's talking very low, but he didn't seem to care. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm from Nutley. Uh, I live in Nutley, and he, he didn't care. Well, we thought, you know, we're going to meet this guy. Like, oh, look, Frank Vincent, he's from Nutley. We're going to go up to him and say, hey, we're from Belleville. And he's going to yeah. be like, what? You know, you're from, you're our rival. Really? We're just like, hey, so we get up there. We're like, hey, we're from Belva. He's like, yeah, so what? So then I told like, him that. What do you mean, so what? So I told him that uh, one of my aunts uh, was a hairdresser to, uh, for a short time for his daughter, who I guess also lives in the area. And he just didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't care about anything we were saying. He just he just wanted the money. Exactly. I don't know what you're doing. Hi, Frank. Hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. Greg. Greg. Hi, Greg. We're uh, we're actually yeah we're actually from Belleville. Huh? Do you know where that is, Belleville? Sure. Yeah. That's where you're from. Yep. A couple of Belleville boys. My uh, I'm a Nutley guy. <laughs> my aunt, I believe, used to uh, be a hairdresser for your daughter in Bloomfield. They were telling me, but that's a little that's a, that's a, that's a little bit of a stretch. All right. All right. taking a picture. Just okay. So I got a picture of me. I didn't even get an autograph. It was just a picture of me and him shaking hands. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Linda Blair was there. You got a picture of her, the back of her head. Kind, yeah, kind. We, we, we didn't. Her line was actually very long. We didn't wait in her yeah. line. And, and so then we met Bronson Pinchot. Yes, goes It's me. I do the dance of joy. It's Balky. Hey, 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 hey. And that, now, 
again, I'm I'm meeting all of these people that I grew up with, yeah. with with these these uh, you know preconceived notions in my mind. So here's another guy, just like Weird Al. I grew up with him playing Balky on Perfect Strangers, the TV show. And I'm, you know, he was like very energetic and bouncing all over the place and doing goofy things. So I'm expecting to meet this really goofy, yeah. zany, energetic guy. And again, he's just very laid back and like, like California surfer, mellow guy. Like, like, hey, you want a picture? Yeah, come on, man, <laughs> come sit next to me, man. You want a pic? And he was very, very nice and very accommodating. But I'm just like. You know, where's Balky? Like, where's the crazy, zany guy? I guess people aren't like that in real life. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, yeah, he was, his, also his voice was a little, a lot deeper than <laughs> Balky. But he um, was very, again, and, and I would, like, at each table, the, the celebrities would have some kind of, like, security guard or some kind of helper helping them out. So... Yeah, but it was like a dork. You know, they didn't care. No, but but my my point is, I figured like, okay, if you if you Greg are going to pay for um, a, a a picture with Bronson Pinchot, yeah. you know, you go up there, you give them the money, and I'll take the picture. But since all these celebrities are like, no, come on, get in the picture to me, uh, you know, we we end up giving the camera to the helper. Yeah. And so after the Tom Wopat like blurry picture incident, um <laughs> I realized I better start telling the helpers, you know, like like when we get to the front of the line and they're like get, you know, uh, you know, like I want a picture or you want a picture and then they're like, "Oh, you know, to the uh, to me or you." Like, "Okay, oh, you get in the picture too." And I hand the helper the camera. I started saying, "I know this is going to sound weird, but just to be safe, could you take two pictures?" Yeah. This way, if one comes out bad, or if our eyes are closed, or something, now we have two as a backup. And every, and again, everybody was extremely accommodating. I didn't have any. Pro I said, and and in fact, we went up to Bronson Pinchot, and and you know, I told the helper like, hey, could I know it's going to sound weird, but could you take two pictures just to be safe? And Bronson Pinchot was like, two, man, yeah. why don't you take three? Yeah. And he wasn't being like mean or sarcastic. He was just yeah. being really laid back and nice. I'll, I'll, I'll just take a photo. Can I get a, a picture and an autograph? Sure. How's it going? It's going really well. How are you? Good. What picture would you like? This one. This one. Perfect right. stranger. Classic. Uh, Greg. Greg. It's so dark in here, you know. It's so it's like, dark and crappy. Yeah. It's so nice to meet you. I, again, love Perfect Dream. Did you see that game that they put on the internet a couple of months ago? That was yeah. awesome. It was pretty cute, yeah. wasn't it? And the Langoliers. That was, I love that miniseries. Thank you. Really good. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Thank you. 
California. Hey, man. Very nice hey. guy. Very, very nice guy. So well, come this on, was man. His... Sit next to me. Take three yeah. pictures, man. This, come on. This was his first ever convention of any kind. Oh, yeah, that's right. But he was a really nice guy and down to earth. And, well, yeah, again, I would have liked to have talked to him a little bit longer, but um, he had a little bit of a line there. They also, after they, uh, I got the picture signed with him, um, they gave me this. I didn't even know they had these. Apparently, in the early 90s, there was these, like, they were called, like, laugh packs. And they were packs of trading cards, like six in a pack. But they were all from, like, the TGIF stuff, like Perfect Strangers, Family Matters. The, the ABC channel. Yeah. I was like, what the heck? I didn't even know they had these. Full House. Yeah. So did you open the pack? No, I haven't opened it. Oh, come on. Open it live on the air. Uh, I don't even know where it is oh, all right. right now. It's somewhere. I don't feel like looking for it. All right, so then um, sitting next to Bronson Pinchot was, uh, what was the guy's name? The old guy? Oh, Lee Majors. Yeah, Lee Majors, the the bionic man. Yeah, I didn't feel like getting anything <laughs> He had a long line, actually. Because he was so slow. Yeah, well, maybe, yeah. So um, then, um, well, then wait, we went. Wait, across the room, there was also some older women that I had never heard of. <laughs> never heard of Joan Collins? No, I heard of Joan Collins, but who was the one next to her? I can't. Connie remember. Stevens. Yeah, who was that? I don't know who that is. Oh, she's from. Uh, she's done a lot of different stuff over the years. Oh, and uh, and also Penny Marshall. Pe- yeah. Now apparently, you tried to take a picture of Penny Marshall. Yes, so we're... I haven't we're, seen this picture. Huh? I haven't seen this picture. I sent you everything. Uh, it was a picture really? of... Well, uh, hold on. I'll explain in a second. But So again, we're in we're in the main room, and there's no vendors yeah. in there. It's just table, 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 a celebrity at each table. Yeah. And, you know, again, everybody's very relaxed, laid back, accommodating... And it's it's just a very casual atmosphere in this main room. Yeah. And I'm walking around. I'm just holding the camera up, randomly taking pictures of the room. And, you know, I happen to get a picture of uh, Andrew McCarthy in the background. I happen to get a picture of Linda Blair in the background. Yeah. No, nobody cares. Except then I, 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 I turn around and I point the camera in Penny Marshall's direction she freaks out and has to cover up her face. No pictures. Unless you I don't pay. even see this picture. Unless you pay money. It's the picture yeah. of, of the, the giant blob in a baseball hat with a hand covering her face. <laughs> I, I know, but I don't see it. 6707. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, she put her hand up. Yeah. Uh. Come on. Ah, uh, what an idiot. So after Bronson Pinchot was... Yes. Um, then we uh, we talked to Robert Duncan McNeil, yes. who, was, who played Tom Paris on Star Trek Voyager. I had no idea who this guy was. You because knew. you don't know Star Trek. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. And him. he's also um, uh, executive producer of Chuck, the TV series. And 666... Well, that's his new Main show Street that he's doing, 666 Park Avenue. Park, yeah, 666 Park Avenue. That's what it was. 
So, um, yeah, we started, you know, I, I, I got him to sign something and, and taking a picture. And then all of a sudden you came over and we started talking to him and we talked to him for like five or six or so minutes, just about all different things and about Star Trek a little bit and about different things. The weird thing about him was, like on, on the show, on the Star Trek show, he Tom Paris was kind of like, kind of like this like maverick kind of guy yeah and in real life he talks like a dweeb yeah he was kind of nerd he's I like mean, hey, hey well you know I'm, I'm not really acting anymore he was a very nice guy but he he was yeah. he was kind of a, a nerd i guess and he's uh like yeah, he's not he acting nerdy. yeah he's not acting anymore and um you were like well why not <laughs> it's like well it's like i'm doing directing and, and stuff but well, you know, I thought because I'm always interested in, you know, like like for example, in the case of Tammy Erin or this guy Robert Duncan McNeil, I'm always interested you're an actor, you're you're getting roles, you're getting paid, and then all of a sudden you don't act anymore. Why? Mm. I'm just interested to hear the thought process. I don't know. So that's why I asked him. But so we by by the time we had gotten to Robert Duncan McNeil, I figured yeah. out you don't go, you know, like, I don't go up to the celebrity and get a picture and then say nervously, like, hey, do you mind if we take a minute and talk to you about the podcast, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> no. You just walk up to the person with the recorder turned on in my pocket. Yeah, I know. We say this. And we just we say that. We said this already. I know. But I'm just, I'm just reiterating. I know. I'm just reiterating. I'm, I haven't, we're going to play that. I know. I, I'm. I'm. I'm preemptively reiterating. Fine. Since Star Trek, I, I pretty much stopped acting and 
How come? Than directing. I just like directing. Yeah. Yeah. It's more, more your thing. I think so. It's, yeah, it's a better fit for me. So. Do you think they're ever going to bring that back to TV, Star Trek at all? Star Trek? I don't know. I'm sure they will. Yeah. The next, next generation. I think J.J. Abrams has some kind of deal where while he makes the movies, they can't do any TV shows or something like that. I'm sure it'll come back. Yeah. It's an idea that's too big to stop. I mean, uh, the, the new movie was, it was a good movie. Yeah. I'm like a, you know, I'm an old-time fan, so it's like, it, it, I wouldn't like it in, in some ways, but yeah. I would love to see it come, because TV is where it, it belongs. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, and there's not, nobody else is doing any show like this anymore. No, no. no like, very few shows do any kind of, like, social commentary or anything yeah. like that anymore. It's like... Crazy. It's a great idea, and Gene's, you know, Gene's original vision is so clean. It's just such a clean idea of how to tell great stories. Yeah. You know. How did you end up being on Star Trek? I just, uh, just auditioned. Yeah, I auditioned for fan? Next. I was no, not really. I was in Next Generation. Yeah, I did, yeah. I did an episode of Next Generation, and uh, you were like the bad boy. Yeah, uh, I, I got, I got Will Wheaton in trouble. Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah. And then. Uh, From there, they uh, they liked what I did on Next Gen and came up with this character that was kind of similar. And so, yeah. And then I started directing on Star Trek, and so that took me to this. So. What? Well, how old were you when you started Star Trek? Twenty-nine. Wow. I was twenty-nine when I started. Yeah. That's a good role to land. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be twenty years ago we started. You know, two more years it'll be twenty yeah. years ago we premiered. So yeah, that was so we had like a little mini interview with him. Um and then I don't know, for some reason I wanted to get a picture with Shannon Elizabeth. Oh, I, I didn't know who that was either. No, she was in American Pie, she was in Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, a few other things, Thirteen Ghosts. Um I had heard that she's not very friendly. <laughs> in person at these conventions and yet she does all these conventions because I guess she has no other work um I thought she was very nice you know she was very friendly and all that um but she was extremely disinterested <laughs> well with every other celebrity that you know when we got up to the front of the line and they're they're like smiling and hey, how's it going? Yeah. And when you and you know, there's some kind of like little banter going on, a little back and forth. And hey, I loved you in this. Oh, really? That's so cool. And with her, nothing. Yeah. It was it was so sterile, and it was like, you know, hey, what do you want? Oh, well, so oh, hey, you know, I just wanted <laughs> to get a picture. And okay, ready? One, two, three, bye. <laughs> it's like. What? Like, that's it? No conversation? Like, you know, I'm not saying we had to have a 10-minute conversation, but it's like at least at least have some kind of uh, rapport going on. No. And so then, like, as, as so she takes the picture, 
Well, two of them, in fact. She was nice enough to do that. And sits down. Yeah. So as she's sitting down, she's going to sit down. I go, I was like, oh, by the way, you know, are you still involved in the animal? Because I know she's into, like, all the animal charities and, and rescues and all that. And then, so she said that to me for, like, another, like, 20 seconds and then just, like, sat down. It's <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, just, ah. Uh... Perfect. Stop her chin. Ready? I'm ready. I'm gonna do two just in case. Exactly. Go for it. Okay. Just to be safe. All right, ready? One, two, three. And then I'll do one more. All right, one, two, three. Thank you. Thank you. Do you still do like the animal charities? Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing more animal rights right now. Okay. Yeah. What's uh? Do, are you with a specific I'm working, organization? I'm working with Last Chance for Animals, among some other ones, but that's like the main one I'm working with right now. All right. Well, thank you for doing that. So Elizabeth, thank you. So, Elizabeth, thank you. That was very, uh, I don't know. She was very short with us. Yeah. I don't know why. That's not, she doesn't exactly have a line going. I, when I was reading, a lot of people said she's not very friendly. Like, doesn't like doing these. Yeah. Uh, that she shouldn't do them. Um, so then... While that's happening, I go to the Danny Glover line because he's taking forever to eat his lunch and he's not there. <laughs> While I'm waiting there, you're he's waiting... He's getting too old for this. Yeah, he's getting too old. You're waiting for Samantha Fox to be freed up. Yes. So that you could interview her. Yes. So finally, I'm waiting for she Danny Glover. She goes out to lunch. Oh, she goes out. I'm waiting there for like 45 minutes for this guy to get back there. <laughs> Finally, he's back, and he was actually, it was only 45 bucks to get a picture and get his autograph. He must have been in a bathroom or something, because that was too long. I, I think it was difficult to find, you know, get something to eat, and then you have to go and sit somewhere, and they can't put him, like, in the cafeteria, because he'll get mobbed. Yeah. So, anyway, it was very nice. Um, I, I had my recorder on, but you really can't hear him. Oh, He's really? just very quiet. I was like, hey, Danny, how's it going? He's like, hey, yeah, how's it going? Hey, great to meet you. Briggs, Briggs, And I'm like, hey. let me tell you, you are definitely not too old for this. You look great. And he's like, oh, thank you. And he's laughing and all. And then I took a picture with him. <laughs> but uh, that was, you know, I love Danny Glover. It was great to meet him. He got thin, right? No, I don't think so. No? He's just like, his hair's all white now. Yeah. It is uh, fantastic to meet Thank you, man. And let me just say, you are not too old for this. You look great. All right, thank you. Great to meet you. Thanks. Um, so while you were doing that simultaneously... You're still waiting. Well, I was still waiting, and then Samantha Fox came back after, I don't know, like, what was it, 40 minutes? Yeah. And then, uh, then I got the interview with her. While you're still waiting, I went... To see uh, the Sesame Street guy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Carol Spinney, who was the uh, a puppeteer and voice of Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch. 
which is very cool. Who, you know, I'm a huge fan. I, I love Oscar. He's my favorite Sesame Street guy. Yeah. Um, so he was there. Now, he was at New York Comic Con last year, and for some reason I didn't talk to him. I should have. I probably could have interviewed him for like half an hour because there was nobody there. Nah. So I, I went over to his room. He was in a separate room. Um, and he's just, I mean, he's a nice guy. I don't know how old he is. Pretty old, but very friendly. He's just very slow signing because he starts, he stops and starts talking to the people and it just takes forever. Yeah. So I'm waiting there for fine. You know, there's only three people in front of me. He will, by the way, he will be turning 79 in December. Ah. So finally, I, I got to talk to him. I got him to do some Big Bird and, and Oscar the Grouch things. I got him to sign this like 30-year-old, like little 45 I have of, of Big Bird singing or something. And, um... I brought this just to show it to you. I've had this for like 30 years. It's one of my old... Uh, I'll sign it for you. All right. Let me see. Yeah, old one. Oh, sorry. That's oh my God! Look at that! It's an actual forty-five. Yeah. Wow! Well, you know what you made? Forty-fives. No, they don't. Yeah. They got me like the whole set when I was a little. That was a set. Nineteen seventy-seven. Whoa! I I got it in the early eighties. It's in good shape. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Did you want to take a picture? Yeah. Yeah. It's the big button on the left. Ten o'clock. We're right there. Thanks, man. Okay, we'll sign it afterwards. Did it work? Of course. It's gonna take a minute. It's bouncing all over. That's cool. Ah, I'll sign that. We'll get some of you. It's going great. Did you go and go? Did you go to the land? I'm sure it was jittery. Yeah. Could you do it on the other side? Sure. I marked that one. <laughs> By the way, could you do a couple of like Oscar and Big Bird lines? My friend's out there somewhere. I want to do them later. Sure. Hi there. I don't have my feathers on. I hope I look all right. Yeah, you look like an idiot. Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> hope you have a rotten day. Well, you're making my day rotten. Oh, good. My day is perfect then. <laughs> Nice. Oscar was my favorite character. Yeah, it's fun to play, I must say, because uh, I was kind of. Uh, Did you really live in the trash can? <laughs> I think it would be bad. I mean, I would think because it's been a tin or metal, it would be you'd freeze in it pretty quick. But uh, we got practical in our show. Yeah. Did you get one of these? Yes. I did. Yes. Okay. Uh, do we want to take another one? The big button. Just hold it until it hold it steady until it completely finishes because it's a little bit of a pain. Oh, that's great. My eyes, my eyes. If that one works better. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Perfect. Oh, nice Lovely to meet you and thank, thank you, you for you know. 
Well, thank you. Allowing, you know, when I'm growing up and you did all those great shows and oh, characters. Follow that bird. I love that movie. Yeah, that was, I wish we, I was hoping we'd make another. He only made one other Sesame movie, which was, um, how to be a grab, no, uh, um, yeah, Elmo in Grouchland. Right. I, I, did, I was so dissatisfied with making it. I didn't, I've never seen it. I'm not an Elmo yeah. fan. Yeah, but he, I like the guy. He's a yeah. good friend. But, uh, and he's incredibly funny. But he liked me. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yes. I must say. But I still have the job, which is still great. Great. Nice to meet you. Very, yeah, really cool. Very nice guy. And he has a, a documentary that's being made. Uh, what was it called? Uh, he gave me a card. I don't know what I did with it now. I don't, I, I don't remember. Wait a minute. I gotta find it. Uh, oh, I am Big Bird. Colin. Oh, okay. I am Big Bird. Colin, the Carol Spinney story. It's I am BigBird.com. Ah, and it's supposed to come out in 2013. Uh, yeah, they did a Kickstarter, and it was 124% funded. Nice. Good. What was the the goal? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't really say. Um, it doesn't give the yes. dollar amount? No, it just says 124%. I don't know. Oh, all right. Anyway, um, so that was really cool to meet him. And... Um, yeah, so then you had the interview. I haven't even heard your interview yet with Samantha Fox. Oh, I sent it to you, right? I know, I haven't listened to it yet. Oh. So we'll play that. Big interview. Porn Stevenson Show. This is Rob with the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, and I am here with the legendary Samantha Fox. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm very good. I'm with you, so I'm, I'm perfect. <laughs> uh, I just had a couple of quick questions. I won't keep you long. Uh, I saw that you, uh, your catalog of music has been remastered and re-released and all the bonus tracks. Um, how did that come about? Well, so many fans were saying um, we got all the vinyl, but, you know, because uh, in the early 80s, that's all you could get was vinyl. Yeah. And I still want to play my stuff in the car and at home, and I haven't got my record player anymore. So I went into the vaults at BMG, and I actually found loads more songs that was never released. Because when you make an album, you like record like 20, 25 songs. And in those days, only maybe 12 got on the album. And you'd be really upset the rest never got on because every song you make, you've always feels your best. Right. And um, so it's a great opportunity to reissue them, re-digital them, and put all songs that have never been heard before, all the remixes. And well, regarding the remixes, I mean, do, are, do you say like, hey, put this remix on, or is someone at the late, like who, who picks out all the bonus tracks. Well, it was actually me, really. That's awesome. Yeah, it took a long time, and like each track, I write a little note about each song and my memories of that time when I recorded it. I mean, there's some of the songs on those albums that I recorded that never got used on the original, yeah. and um, I can't even remember recording them. Now, because I was just recording so many songs at the time. It's so fast. Yeah. Um, one last question. Yeah. If you could just really quick, like. 
how does it work? Someone writes a song, and then you get to the studio, and is the music already there, and you sing, or are you singing to like a guide track, and then they finish the music? How, how does that process work? Um, all different ways. Um, if I'm writing my own songs, like solo, with not another with not another writer, I normally just write to a drum machine, okay. make up the melody in my mind, and just go in my dictaphone, da 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 da, -da. and then the lyrics come after. And then sometimes uh, I get sent backing tracks from uh, writers and producers who are not prolific, who are not li lyricists, yeah. and uh, then I put the melody and the lyrics to it. And so there's all sorts of ways. You're involved with uh, uh, animal charities. Is there Lots. is there one you want to promote in particular? Uh, Tiger Time, yeah. Tiger Time. That's right. Dot info. Dot, dot, dot info. Com. Okay. That's right. There's only 2,500 left in the wild, and wow. they're being used for Chinese medicine, which has been proven not to work. It's, yeah. It's, and it's just awful. It's a shame. The rhino, um, you know, it's going extinct. And, just uh, and also a lot of humanitarian interests as well, you know, cancer, bullying, help the aged, anything I can do really. I don't think I'm part of this earth only just to sing. I'm also here, I reckon, to make a change and That's a difference. That's fantastic. Can, can you just say naughty girls need love too? I surely can. Maybe, just maybe, naughty girls need love too. Wow, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Mwah. I love Thanks, a nice Samantha. kiss for you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Uh, a Stevenson show exclusive. Yes. So is that it for the chillers here? Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, so uh. Carol Spinney and Samantha Fox were the two final crown jewels in yeah. the 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 interview. You know the. The interview so they're, checklist. They're doing another one. They have another one in April. You gonna go? Oh, real? Well, it depends who's there. Yes. But I think we're better prepared now. I think we've actually learned some things from, from some of these things. Oh, definitely. You know, that if we could, like, do, like, kind of like a, like, what do they call it? Like, gorilla, like, filming style where we just, like... We have, like, a hidden microphone and we just talk to them. Exactly. And we could have, like, a quasi-interview. Well, and it's also better, too, because not that we're tricking the people, but I just yes. feel like if I go up to one of the people and I say, hey, you know, we do a pop culture podcast. Can we interview you? I feel like they would answer the questions in one way, whereas if they don't realize they're being recorded, again, not yeah. in a tricky way, but just just in a more casual way, I feel well, like they answer the questions in a in a different way. Well, the other thing is, I mean, I don't want to, like, hidden record these people and just throw it on the internet. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if that's right either, but some of the, they're never going to know. No, but I'm saying, like, you know, we're not secretly recording these people and, and getting them to admit bad things. No. It's just, I feel like if I go to a celebrity and I talk to the person about a movie or an old TV show... And they realize that it's it's you know in in their mind an official podcast you know interview. They'll probably answer the question in a very like sort of like politically correct or yeah. or um. The other thing that just occurred to me, if we had the damn business cards with us, I could have been handing them out to some of these people and be like, hey, you know, if you want, can you do our podcast or just call in or something? 
Well, next time. <laughs> Some of those people may have done it. They're kind of desperate enough, maybe. But anyway, but, so so my point is, yes, you know, of course, we have to tell them. But I feel like if we tell them after the conversation, we'll get a more natural, flowing, casual conversation. Yeah. Instead of, like, these, you know, these, these like, stock responses that that they're used to giving well, over the years but it depends on the person like when we when we met um like the guy from the the comic book men um michael zapsick i mean he's not really a celebrity so you could have like even though we we interviewed him it was like a normal conversation yeah that's true because he's not really like a celebrity I, celebrity i know but I, I just mean in a situation like this where we're going up to tables waiting in line we have a limited amount of time yeah I, if the line I mean, isn't too long, we can yeah. have like a three or four or five minute conversation. Yeah. And then at the end, you know, j just naturally at like, oh, so how, so what have you been up to since Star Trek? And it's, it's this casual conversation. And then at the end say, oh, by the way, we do this podcast. You know, would you mind if we put, you know, some of the pictures and stuff and, and. Yeah, I guess you could do that. <laughs> do it after the fact. Do but it. Exactly. And this my way. My thing is what I hate is when. They start into like this spiel that they this like pre canned spiel like oh yeah I've got this movie coming out and and I've got this thing and that thing and I'm like I, I'm not variety you know I don't <laughs> like, care but that's exactly what I'm talking about is if we, we avoid that if we ask them up front they're going to give us the canned yeah, right, right, stock right. responses. That's the word I was looking for. Not politically correct, but like these sterilized yeah. stock responses. Whereas if we have a casual conversation, they're more natural. And then afterwards, we ask, "Oh, by the way, you know, would you mind if we post some recordings on on our podcast?" And these kind of people in these kind of conventions, ninety nine percent of the time, they're going to say, "Yeah, sure. Who cares?" Mm. Well, so that uh, I had a great time doing that, and. Uh... We've got some. We've got an, at least another big interview coming up. We do. Oh, I've had this one in the can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this one's been in the can for a while. Ah. Uh. <laughs> it, it's just that there could be another encounter that I I I, I want to. I'm waiting for that one. It will be revealed <laughs> in due time. In due time. It's a big one <laughs> for you, at least. Yeah. Oh, oh, naked guys. Yeah. Worth it or not worth it? For oh, you mean overall? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was definitely worth it. I don't know about some, the, the amount. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like, was it worth coming and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. paying the money? I, look, I was. We're here for four, four hours or whatever. Well, yeah, we waited in a couple of lines. I, I waited in a couple of lines that were a little bit long. They weren't that bad, and. You know, I wasn't hassled. With all those people there, with all I'm saying, with all the people there, like squashed into one place. Where we got to cross over here. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like all those people squashed into one place. It's pretty civil. Yes, I wasn't like pushed around. You know, I wasn't like if I went to now. Yes, I had to pay some of these celebrities to get a picture with them. But wait, what do you mean some? Well, almost all. All of them. Almost. almost all of them, except for the Big Bird guy. 
Oh, that was nice. Um, and I think Tom Wopat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just did it. Yeah. Um, you know, so that that was. Where are we crossing here? I don't know. Like over this. We're going on the grass, right? Yeah, we gotta go over here. So, I mean, that was nice. There wasn't anybody like screaming at you, you know, like, no picture, no picture, or anything like that. No. Well, it's not like Comic-Con. Right. I'm surprised there were a ton of people at this thing. Yeah. Even like just now, what time is it? One o'clock or something? No, it's like three. It is? Yes. What? No. It's like three something. No. What are you talking about? Yes. Three, four, wow. I was standing in line that long? You were there for a while. All right, so it's 3.15. There's, there's still people, as we were leaving, there's still yeah. people waiting in line <laughs> to get in, and there's still people coming. Well, it's open until 7, so you can oh, show it? up. Yeah, but, I mean, you could show Not up 11? now. No, what are you kidding me? You said oh. yesterday it was open until 11. It started at 6. Ah, uh, I got you. Um... Yeah, you know, the weird thing is it was all these, like, goth, a lot of goth people that came here. But there really wasn't very much horror-wise in terms of the either the guests. No. I mean, I guess the vendors, but, geez, just use well, eBay. <laughs> there was one room. Yeah, the vendors, it was a lot of old classic horror stuff. but yeah. And new horror stuff, too. But, uh the, there was a room of uh, dedicated to the cast of Porky's, uh, the movie. <laughs> they were all over Porky's. Which it's like, I mean, like, I've never seen the movie. I guess it was a pretty popular movie, but mm. I, I don't know. It seems kind of odd to me. An odd choice. Ace Freely from Kiss, who I did not see. No, he, there was a long line for him. Uh... Linda Blair, The Exorcist, who I did not... I mean, I would saw her, but yeah. we didn't wait in her line. Lee Majors. Ugh. Yeah, I didn't get Lee Majors that well. Eh. As I was telling you at one point in one of the lines... I mean, we would have spent $500 oh, if we God. saw everybody. Forget it. Uh, I think I was telling you one of the lines that... As I was going through all this, I was kind of like... Second-guessing getting some of the autographs that I did instead of just getting a picture with them <clears throat> because some of these people sign so horribly <laughs> you can't i mean it's, it's, not, it's just not even legible yeah, yeah it's, it's just chicken scratch um Ugh. yeah i just do the pictures i don't i don't really need autographs well you know what it was even though these are not real most of these people here are not like big stars what did I fuck come over here oh. Even though they're not really like, what the hell is this? Kind of like crazy alarm. The door shocks. <laughs> anyway, um, if you try to break in, it shocks uh -huh. you. It looks like it like comes out and like beats you. But um, you know, it, it, the thing is, which is why I spent so much money, was that actually most of these people were very cheap. When you uh, think about it, like thirty, forty dollars. That's for not both? cheap. Well. Compared to some of these other, these other conventions I've gone to, <clears throat> well, yeah. You know, I'm expecting all right, Dustin Diamond, you know, five or ten dollars, not twenty dollars. Yeah, you got to get something. Come on, I mean, come on. I'm not putting this in here. 